0: what anyone else might say. This is about being willing to go against the norm to create magnificence in every area of your life. Genius was not created by following the rules. Welcome to episode 11, my friends. Oh my goodness, so we're going to have a real, raw, vulnerable conversation today because, wow, I've been feeling it. So, so excited that you're here and this is for you. If you know you are a rebel, you have something to share with the world and you kind of follow your own knowing. You follow your own. You dance to the beat of your own drum. And so today's episode, I'm going to kind of strip down and be a little bit raw with you. So today's topic is being the value of you. And, you know, I've been asking for a long time to see my value, not from justification, not from like expectation, but just like, really, truly hands down, like, what do I think about myself? And the last seven days of my reality has been uh, a little bit of an eye opener. Has totally not been comfortable, and so in this conversation today, you know, I there are certain areas of my life where I do not question my value. Right? I growing up, I was an avid soccer player and quite good, and. You know, as a freshman, I was put on the varsity team. Um, You know, I I never really doubted my skill set when it came to anything sports related. I was never looking to prove my value. I would get on that field and whether it was the volleyball court or the soccer field or, you know, I played softball up until eighth grade, I... I downhill ski raced. I was a ski instructor in Montana um, in college. And so I never doubted my value when it came to athletics and my body's ability to perform both solo and with a team. And, And so that was easy and You know, the other piece to this is in the places where I never doubted my value, my intuition and my gut instincts were almost always spot on. So, what do I mean by that? I remember my coach used to say, Hey, team, you guys need to like study Catherine, right? She's always in the place where the ball needs to go, and she's always going where the ball's going. And he said, she has this uncanny ability to be exactly where it's required to score the goals, to, you know, create the pass, to block the, you know, the offense. And, you know, I kind of always took it for granted because I was like, why can't anyone else see this? It's easy. Well, it was easy because I didn't doubt my value. And so fast forward to today and this last week, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine And I just have been talking about the reality I would like to create for myself and not just for myself, the reality I would like to create for the world because I see that my own insecurities and my own struggles with my body and my self-image and my self-esteem, particularly around the size and shape of my body and weight of my body has has literally taken me for a what I'm going to call an unnecessary roller coaster ride of emotions. And due to that roller coaster ride of emotions, it has diminished my capacity to be fully present, awake, and aware to my intuition, to those choices. You know, so A simple example, and maybe this isn't so simple for some, but (laughs) it's probably the most glaringly obvious example of this is when I was finishing college, I decided to fly down to Quito, Ecuador, and spend a semester, what I thought was going to be my last semester, um, to get my degree. And I was a Spanish literature major with a liberal arts minor, <laughs> and I went to to South America, and I ended up staying an entire year. Well, when I got down there, I hadn't really ever had a real relationship. My relationships with the opposite sex and with intimate partners were maybe At that point in my life, the longest relationship was six weeks long, (laughs) which I was like priding myself on. But why? Why was it only six weeks long? It was six weeks long because I was a disaster. I was a total train wreck. And so like I had no self-esteem in the area of wanting to be loved. I, you know, had a pretty tumultuous childhood and my father, unfortunately, was abusive and an alcoholic. And, you know, he did the best he could. But I, that way of being raised instilled in me that love equals abuse. I know it's insane, totally insane. But that's where I was functioning from. I didn't have somebody in my ear to say, hey, here's some ways to increase your self esteem. Hey, here's some ways to, you know, I was just trying to not die right? I was anorexic, bulimic. I yo-yo dieted and yo-yo weighted and starved myself to the point of finding myself in a hospital bed at 96 pounds. I mean, it was kind of insane. And so when I went to Quito, Ecuador, I didn't really think very highly of myself. And you know, I had always measured my value and my self worth on the size of my body. And you guys, this is the insanity is that I thought that my value was if I reached 100 pounds, now, mind you, I'm not small. I won't say I'm big boned, right? But I'm not small. I've always been an athlete. You know, at 15, I had 6% body fat. I would sink every time I tried to float. You know, I almost failed my, what is it called? My my lifeguard... Uh, water swim tests because I couldn't do the back float and float on my back. I always sank and I sank because of my muscle mass. So here I am in Quito, Ecuador, and I have very low self-esteem. I've already decided at this point, I think it was 20 going on 23. I'd already decided at this point that I had zero like Self esteem, and I was incapable of love. I had decided that no one would love me. I had decided that I wasn't worthy. And I created these entire stories and built my life and built the walls of letting anyone in around these stories, right? Kind of crazy. So here I am, Quito, Ecuador. I've been there for a month and I meet this man, and you know in the moment i was i was hooked <laughs> right the smile the dark skin the speaking in another language and we dated for about a month and you know We actually dated for two months and on our second month anniversary, I know this sounds crazy, but back in when you have zero self-esteem and all of a sudden you enter into a romantic relationship in another language, in another culture, and like... It was like romantic and sparks flying and we traveled all over South America and we went on backpacking trips and we hung out in the jail. Like it was, it was pretty cool, right? So on our second month anniversary, I find out he had cheated on me, but not just with anybody, right? With the woman who was apparently my closest friend down there, also another American also in my exchange program. And I find out that on our month anniversary, we were at a party with both Ecuadorians and Americans. We were in this blended school and university and my friend was throwing a party. And so he ended up getting... (laughs) let's just say way too drunk. And I ended up leaving and going to my host family's house because I had a curfew and I wanted to respect them. I was just so grateful to be living in a different culture, in a different country, learning a different language, immersing myself in everything around me. So I went home. And that night, um, she and he, (laughs) I'll leave the details out, decided to get together. So on our second month anniversary, I found this out and it devastated me. I was like heartbroken and an emotional wreck. And, you know, I basically was like, I'm done. That's, that's a deal breaker for me. And so I'm telling this story because over the course of the next two years, instead of trusting my gut and walking away, there was this internal, hellacious battle with me and me. And the battle was like, you don't deserve somebody better, right? And he's been so good to you and so all these things, right? No, you should walk away. You deserve, better. like it was a back and forth two year long battle. So fast forward to November 25th, 2000. Oh, yes, I remember the date, my friends. November 25th, 2000. I am in Quito, Ecuador, in one of the oldest churches in Quito, Ecuador. And the church is just stunningly beautiful. Stunningly beautiful. And I'm at the back of the church in a white wedding dress, My sister is my maid of honor. My friends, two of them from the U.S., and then the rest of them from Ecuador, and his sisters were my bridesmaids. My mom was on my, uh, let's see, I think my mom was on my right and my dad was on my left. And my poor mother looked like she was going to faint. She was so ghost pale white. And there was something in the pit of my stomach that was like, why are you doing this? Walk away. Walk away. This is not going to create a greater future for you. Walk away. Because at this point, right, it wasn't just one person he had slept with. We're talking two plus years of being together and... Um, Oh, <laughs> maybe between 10 and 20 people that he had uh, decided to um, engage with behind my back, right? Let's just put it that way. So I knew this, right? And I had found out three weeks prior and I almost called the whole thing off. And then his family convinced me to go through with it. And you guys, this is this is. I'm telling this story because when you lack seeing your value, when you lack trusting that you're worth it, that you are worth every minute, every second, every penny, every time and spent, you are worth it. And your value, I guarantee you right now, there is at least one area of your life where you do not value you and people see your value and then they see the choices you're making and they go, wait, but that doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense. And my whole life I have chosen not very, um, not long-term the best relationships for me, right? And so... Here I am, back of the church, November 25th, 2000, and in the pit of my stomach is like, don't do it. And then this other voice goes, whoop. it's too late now. <laughs> You'll just have to deal with this later. Right and I'm holding the bouquet in my thing. And my sister's like, "Come on, we got to go. We got to walk down the aisle." The wedding march is playing. The aisle is lined. I mean, it, I I have to say it was a freaking awesome wedding and an amazing party. But the the church was lined with these lilies and I Love lilies. I love the smell, and so I'm walking down the aisle, going, "All right, well, let's just see if we can make this work." And it didn't take very long after we were married for for things to uh, hit the fan. And actually, one of the first chapters in the book I'm writing. Um, really truly all about the psychology of the body and the psychology of self-esteem and how it is so important to develop and train yourself and teach yourself and have tools to develop your self-esteem, right? Because when you don't have it, Whatever your story is around money or work or you were adopted or you were given away or you grew up in the ghetto, whatever your story is, right, it doesn't have to determine your self-worth. And unfortunately, we're not taught that, so we develop these stories about who we are to the world based on our past, based on the way we were raised, based on the way we were treated, and based on the way we demanded to be treated. And so I now know that had I had more self-esteem, had I valued myself, I wouldn't have walked down that aisle. And in fact, I would have walked away two months in, not four or five years in. So it took a lot of pain and suffering, a lot of abuse um, to literally walk away from from a home I own, to walk away from properties, to literally one day go to my home, call two of my guy friends and say, "Today's the day I'm moving, but I'm not telling him. It got it got, to the point where there was cops and a lot of things involved in it, it. I was scared for my life at one point. So um, he went to work one day, and I called my friends and went went to it. But the the piece that is in the first chapter of the book I'm writing, I'm 14 chapters in, Is uh, it's called The Sinking Ship. And on our honeymoon, <laughs> his behavioral patterns continued on a boat in the middle of the Galapagos Islands at sea, right? And um, let's just say, literally, 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 the boat sank. And I'm not joking, like I was looking at pictures the other day, and I was like, Oh, my God, the boat sank. And when our boat sank, it was a metaphor for my life. It was a metaphor for my marriage. It was a metaphor for everything that I had thought about myself. And so my friends, if you are in a place where your life isn't where you would like it. And here's the deal is most of us would like greater than what we have currently. We strive for it. We create for it. We work for it. We wake up for it. We, you know, use tools and listen to inspirational videos or listen to people that we admire or read great books. But, and you know, I've been studying this pretty vigilantly for the last several years is the people that are the most successful Despite their moments of insecurity, despite their moments of wanting to question their path, despite the doubt that might creep in or the naysayers or the people that want to like dagger them or not see them succeed, they have this belief in themselves. They have this self-efficacy that they've trained themselves to become. So it doesn't really come naturally for most people on the planet. We're taught to entrain to the lowest common denominator, to the lowest energy in the room. If somebody is in a great mood and they're like, I feel amazing, how are you? And the next person goes, I feel like crap. The person who feels amazing goes, oh, I'm so sorry. And they shut down that joy. And my friends, I think we need to start to do the opposite, to entrain to joy, for joy to be the most common denominator in the room, right? And when we raise our vibration, when we commit to valuing ourselves, when we commit to having more self-esteem, to not buying the lies, to not entertaining the monkey mind, then we are equipped to create the life of our dreams. Then we are equipped to do exactly what we'd like to see happen in the world. And when you commit to that, you change the planet, my friends. You change the world. My friend, Dr. Dane here, he wrote a book called Being You, Changing the World, and It is true, my friends. This isn't about fitting in. It's not about getting it right. It's not about taking on a mold that you think will get you success and stripping off the things that make you you. This is about stripping off the things that you've decided you think you need and being you. And when you're you, you change the world. You inspire others. You give people the encouragement to be who they are. And I'm going to say this, who they are without the doubts, because the reality is, at least in my book, doubt's not real, my friends. Fear isn't real, right? Lies aren't real. They're just judgments aren't real. They're just things we buy right and i should say lies might be real people tell them all the time but when you're in a place where you're buying judgments as real you're lying to you when you're buying that you doubt you you're lying to you when you're buying that you are totally scared to take the next step to change your life you're lying to you it's not fear it's excitement They're the exact same vibration. The only difference is we've decided that we need to entrain to the lowest common denominator, which is fear instead of excitement. But the vibration, exactly the same. And so our brains go into, oh, that must be fear. I must be scared. Instead of, holy crap, that's a lot of excitement, and so I want to encourage you next time you are faced with a moment where you can catch yourself saying I'm afraid, I'm scared. Ooh, I got a lot of fear coming up. I want to I want you to stop yourself in the moment and ask fear or excitement? And 99% of the time, you'll find that it's you're actually excited. You're excited to take the leap. You're excited to ask that person out on a date. You're excited to take the next step. So, my friends, with every ounce of me, what I want to say to you one, um, Dr. Dane's book will be in the link in the bio. Being You Changing the World. And if you haven't read it, it's both, I believe it's also an audiobook. It's a game changer. So get the book. <laughs> get the book. Get the book. It's amazing. So Being You Changing the World. But here's the thing is I want to invite you to write down in your journal right now, take out a pen and paper, if you're driving, wait till you get home or pull over, right? (laughs) I heard uh, Dean Graciosi talking how he was listening 30 years ago to a a tape with Tony Robbins and Tony was walking them through a lesson and Tony's like, I don't care if you have to pull over, pull over now, pull over now. And Dean ends up pulling over in the middle of listening to Tony, taking out his notebook, taking out a pen and paper and writing down exactly what Tony was saying. So if you're listening to this now, pull over, right? Write down right now. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till next, you know, week Do it now. If you want to value yourself, what are, write this down, what are the areas of your life you would like to see you have more self-efficacy, have more trust in you? Is it in the area of business? Is it in the area of finances? Maybe it's with your health and your body. Maybe it's your relationships. Maybe it's your parenting. And I want you to look at the areas that you write down. Okay. And then you're going to look at each area individually and write down stream of consciousness, write down the five belief systems you have going on in that area, not about that area, but about you in relationship to that area. Right. And so this dialogue, this conversation began because this week I got to see very clearly what I have been choosing in terms of where I value myself in relationship. Right now, I've been single for a long time, uh, single mom, and, you know, dating here and there. And I really got to see firsthand where I am not valuing myself, and here's the kicker, is the people in my life that desire to contribute to me the most, I have spent the most energy on pushing them away. Why? Because they don't match the value I have unconsciously placed on myself. Right. If I don't think very highly of myself, then I'm more comfortable hanging around people and energies where maybe I feel a little bit better about myself. And so to put myself in, in a situation where I am, hey, and this is not just intimate relationships, my friends, I'm talking about my friendships too, right? I'm talking about my relationship with my family. I'm talking about every single relation, my relationship that I have with my team, every single relationship. And so if I don't value myself and somebody comes along who can contribute More value than what I see my worth being, I have to, by default, push them away because my unconscious mind has decided it's scary. That's unknown. That's too much energy. That's too much contribution. Yeah. And so this week, and especially yesterday, I went, whoa, This is impacting my future way more than I was willing to admit, way more than I was willing to see. It changes now. It changes now. And so I did. And here's the deal, my friends. It takes one moment in time to make the choice to change your life. And then it's up to you to follow your gut intuition, to follow your awareness, to follow the action steps and the energetic steps and the emotional steps to make that change, right? You ask for it and people start coming into your life and even if it's uncomfortable, you say yes. So what area, right? What areas of your life would you like to change? What areas of your life are you not totally valuing you? And then write another column, the areas of your life where you are. Like for me, sports, okay? The areas of your life where you are. And and then in the areas of your life where you're not, what are five stream of consciousness thought patterns that you have known or unknown Unconscious or conscious, but they're thought patterns that you have running in the background about you in relationship to that topic. So you in relationship to relationship, to having a partner, to being intimate with somebody else, okay? And then on the other column where you have at least, guarantee, guarantee, you have at least one area of your life where you are genius in this area, okay? Okay? promise you and I want you to write down the five streams of consciousness the five thought patterns that you have in regards to you so I'll give another really random example <laughs> giving away my history here. So um, back in the, the 20s, back in when I was in my younger 20s, um, before I moved to Quito, Ecuador, I ended up actually staying there for three years, almost three years, right? Ended up marrying the man, ended up coming back to the US. And that's when stuff got really, really scary and really dangerous. But in my 20s, before moving to Ecuador, I was a total hippie, right? I kind of laugh at it now, but I had dreads. I wore patchwork clothing. I wore clothes that were like 10 times too baggy for me. In fact, they barely fit. And I prided myself on the fact that they hung off of me because I was, you know, going for my self-esteem and trying to be as thin as I possibly could. Um, And so I went one summer on dead tour. And I traveled with the Grateful Dead. I um, was underage and I sold Sierra Nevada Pale Ale and made hemp necklaces and sold them on tour to kind of make my way around. But I didn't have quite enough money every show to buy a ticket. And so I knew without a shadow of a doubt, if I was willing to be the appropriate energy, I would win a miracle ticket. Right. And a miracle ticket, for those of you who don't know, is at a dead show, you'd like put your hand up in the air, you know, like one finger, like pointing to the sky, like one ticket, right? Like, I need a miracle. And so I would dance, I would sing. Well, I wouldn't sing. I'm a terrible singer, but I would do whatever it took. And I knew without a shadow of a doubt that nine times out of 10, I would get a miracle ticket. Well, that summer, I became known as the miracle girl. And they'd be like, are you getting a ticket tonight? I was like, heck yeah. And you guys, I got in almost every single show without paying for it. And I just knew. I knew that if I was willing to trust me, I could create the energy required. And here's the deal. All of us have at least one area of our lives where we know without a shadow of a doubt, if we trust ourselves, we can create that energy. So, write it down, right? And then when you write down those thought beliefs, those unconscious patterns that you see, you're going to literally say each one out loud. And then you get to decide, do you still want to buy that as your reality? Or would you like to let go of it? And If you'd like to let go of it, you just ask to destroy and uncreate all the thought patterns. All the thought patterns holding that in place, all the lies everywhere where you bought that it was okay to devalue who you are. All right, my friends, well that's your start. And then with the second half and the places where you do value, you see the difference, read those thought patterns, those statements out loud, and notice how they resonate in your body. That is what you want to go for. You want to go for those thought patterns, those belief systems, and you want to train yourself and teach yourself to start to think like that in every area of your life. So If you are ready for the final step of this exercise, you are going to create five different thought patterns per topic. So if in, I'll use me as an example, if in relationship, my thought pattern is I'm unlovable, nobody will love me, I'm unworthy of love, right? And I write those down and I'm like, whoa, that's insane, right? Those are creating my reality. So guess who I attract? I attract people that basically reinforce my belief system about myself, right? Because here's the thing, our, our points of views create our reality. Our reality does not create our points of view. So if I have a point of view that I am not worthy then I will attract to me everything that supports that as a point of view. So what do we have to do? We have to change the point of view. So this final step in this exercise is to write down five new thought patterns that energize you valuing yourself in that area. So instead of I'm unlovable, I'm not lovable, I'm not worthy of being loved, it's wow, I value myself so much that someone would be lucky to be in relationship with me. Okay? So you take a different thought pattern and you start to energize that as your reality. You start to let go because we all know the universal law, asking you shall receive. Start asking Start valuing you. Start being greater. Do whatever it freaking takes. This isn't an overnight wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. This is a lifelong in training yourself. Tony Robbins didn't get successful by just one moment and one time saying, oh, I wish I could, you know, create. Steve Jobs didn't get successful by one moment. It was every day reinforcing where they were going right? And I love Dr. Dane here, you know, he says, it never shows up the way you think it's going to. So my advice to you is to stop calculating, start asking yourself the questions of what would you like your life to look like, right? I've watched my friend Dane build this phenomenal business, right? Build traveling the world, build like watching him increase his efficacy and his facilitation and going from you know 80 people in a room to now hundreds all over the world it inspires me to be that and so instead of comparing yourself that oh somebody's farther along no who do i need to be to have that as my reality what what thought patterns do i need to engage with? What do I need to think about myself in order to create that as my reality? And then you create it little by little or lot by lot, but you show up for you every day because my friends, your value has more to do with what you create and what you will create on this planet than anything else. So might as well look at the hard truth. It's not comfortable. There might be some tears. You might need a box of Kleenex. But the hard truths come, like, sit down. And, you know, if you're not sure, find a friend. Have a real, raw, intimate conversation of, like, I need to change some things. And I'm not sure how. Can you reflect back to me how you perceive me? You know, I did this with a friend recently, and I was like, Wow. They see me as somebody that I was not willing to see myself as. And my value, I was making terrible, terrible choices. So my friends, it starts with a choice. It starts with you. You are the only one that can change you. You are the only one that can create greater for you. No one else can do it. So stop looking outside of yourself and what is it that you know in the deep belly of your gut that if you followed your intuition would literally start to pave the way for the magic, the joy, and the ease you've been asking for. So my friends, oh, thank you for joining me on this amazing conversation. And as always, if this sparked something in you, please leave a comment. We're just growing this podcast. Please share it with your friends. Please post on social media. Who is looking for this conversation? Who out there is maybe a a mom of three kids or a single mom and they want to build a business and they're just getting going, but they need some Advice, not just the physical business advice, because man, I love business. I love physical business advice. But I am obsessed with the psychology of creating a future, the psychology of how do you change your thoughts, feelings and emotions? How do you change your behaviors to begin to create the magic that's inside? No one's going to do it for you. It is up to you. So, again, thank you for listening. Please subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Catherine underscore Macintosh Macintosh on Instagram. You can also follow No Judgment Diet, right? You can hashtag G O C, gangster of consciousness, baby. Because if you know that you are in, you are inspired to create a future that doesn't yet exist, it's going to take you valuing you more than anything else. So, It's just a choice. We'll see on the other side. Thank you for joining me on today's episode. If you liked what you heard, if you were inspired, comment, send us an email, let us know what changed for you and feel free to share with your friends. Also make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest episodes and inspiration so you can create what hasn't yet been created before. It takes guts to do what you're doing. So if you're ready to be the rebel, follow me on Instagram at Catherine underscore Macintosh and follow the No Judgment Diet on Facebook and Instagram for the latest and greatest tips to tap into your brilliance and unleash your awareness. Genius was not created by following the rules.